I'm not used to being the one who has to start this. I don't like it. I just got nervous all of a sudden. It's kind of nerve wracking. It's not nerve wracking. It's just like where to start. Yeah. That's the. Well, I guess we'll just start by saying hello and welcome to I Hate Golf. It's Awesome, a podcast presented by Eat Golf. My name is Caleb Eberly. I'm one of the co-hosts slash producers and sitting across the table from me is... Mark Eberly, I'm the star of the show. You are the star <laughs> of the show. Um, so this is going to be the first episode that we've done of this iteration of the podcast, but we were doing one previously. And just because a lot of things have happened in a short amount of time, we just figured we'd go ahead and start at the beginning again. So what this podcast will be right now is probably going to be a lot different than what it will be in the next coming episodes in a week, a month. And right now we're planning on doing this every Tuesday afternoon. Um, it is currently Monday afternoon, so we will record on Mondays and have it up and running by hopefully Tuesday afternoons. But yeah, we just want to say thank you for listening to this. However, you, you found us. Um, do you want to go ahead and say a little bit about yourself for anyone who does not know who you are? Sure. I'd be glad to. Um, my my experience includes uh, turning professional, I believe, when I was 20 to 21 years old. Played the mini tours for seven or eight years. Um, from there, transitioned into uh, um, teaching golf, uh, working at golf courses. Uh, did just about everything possible to golf course from starting in the cart barn out on the maintenance and along the way at some point I've been assistant superintendent superintendent of a golf course um, director of golf uh, teaching professional golf course owner several times um, so that's been my 40 years 40 almost five years now in the golf business pretty much doing a little bit of everything so you you literally have done everything and I, I have I have actually seen you do everything because if you did not catch it by um, us both having the same last night you are my dad which clearing that up for everyone else so yeah. there were a lot of times put you to work doing that same stuff that yeah, I did. yeah exactly <laughs> um, so like I said we're just kind of figuring it all of this out on the fly. Um, one thing we will probably try to do uh, a little bit of each week is this isn't going to be a super golf heavy podcast because like the title says, I personally kind of hate golf, but I also think it's kind of awesome. And just kind of recently I've been bitten by that golf bug that everyone talks about. And I never thought it would happen to me, even though I have been in golf l literally my whole life. Um, but I guess we'll talk a little bit about, um, tour event from this past weekend the honda classic which i found out because i actually watched golf this weekend is the the honda classic is the longest running tournament with the same sponsor title sponsor didn't know that i i don't know if that's actually interesting it's just kind of a corporate fun fact but i don't even know if it's true <laughs> it probably isn't but the guy from honda said it on the tv so i believe it's true um but uh song jm won it was his first career win he was the rookie of the year previously um did you watch any of it i watched a little bit yeah um it was uh i watched him play a couple holes i watched him hit a shot where i'm not sure who it was maybe azinger saying basically he choked and hit it fat um <laughs> which I, I find interesting. You're not allowed to hit a bad shot anywhere in the last nine holes that you didn't choke. It's just like... That seems to be the go-to. I mean, anyone that's ever played, and it's it's surprising. And I understand that, 
you know, to get in front of people and to have your name out there and to be an announcer and, and get paid big dollars. You say things that, you know, um, might be a little bit on the edge just to draw attention because that's part of your job. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're they're, they're just trying to bring more attention to the sport, the broadcast themselves, basically whoever they can bring attention to. I mean, whether they believe all the things they're saying or not, it doesn't really matter. It's it's I mean, it's effective because I've, I've seen people online talking about that. So, yeah. It's 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 obviously worked. Um, the other thing everyone obviously has been talking about from this tournament was uh, Fleetwood going for it on eighteen. What do you think of that? Um, why not? Yeah, you know, I just it, it's just again saying he he fell apart or he choked or whatever made a mistake. It's like it's a decision you make while you're playing and you're making. It's not like you're standing there and saying okay. Um, how can I how can I screw this up? You're thinking this is my best option where I'm at right now, how I feel, the shot, what I need to do, and that's a decision you make. If you don't pull it off, you don't pull it off. Yeah. It's just like, you know, no one throws a tantrum when LeBron decides to try to take the three pointer to win the game, and he misses, yeah. and they lose by two points. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just uh, golf's a little unique that way. It's just uh, you know talking about all the other stuff that's happening in golf right now, the Patrick Reed stuff. It, yeah. It's kind of odd the way they come at it to me. It's it's just it, some of it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we originally were going to talk about the Patrick Reed stuff, but there is actually something else I do want to talk to you about, which um, this is probably my fault because I didn't tell you anything we were going to talk about because I kind of wanted to see what your actual genuine reaction to some of this stuff Great. was. We're not going to do that going forward. I will actually tell you what we're going to talk about. Oh, good. But for today, I thought we'd make it a little experimental. Um, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This week's episode of I Hate Golf, It's Awesome is brought to you by no one. But if you'd like to be a sponsor, reach out to us at eek.golf, that's E-K-E dot G-O-L-F, and we'd love to partner with you. Now back to the pod. So what I wanted to talk about today was a GQ article that came out last week, but I'm not actually sure. I think it's in the March edition of GQ, uh-huh. and it's it's about Brooks Kepka. It's yeah, an interview my with- subscription expired, I think, 42 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> So that was long before it was online. Um, but it's called Brooks Kepka, the world's best golfer, has some issues with golf. It's by uh, Daniel Riley. And in it, it's kind of, I wouldn't say a, it's not really a puff piece. And it's also not very insightful. But there are a, a few quotes that kind of people have been talking about and throwing around. Um, one of them being, this might come across the wrong way. This is Brooks Kepka talking. He said of his relationship with other players on tour, but I already have enough friends. I don't need any more. Just because we work together doesn't mean we have to be friends. I've got enough friends. You know, I have my friends that aren't really into golf that much. And the only reason they're into golf is because they follow me. I like to be able to get away from the game. And that kind of sets up um, the rest of the really what I'm interested in the rest of the article, it's it's a lot of him kind of talking about how he has these issues with golf. Uh, he goes on to say, one thing I changed, maybe the stuffiness. Golf has always had this persona of the triple pleated khaki pants, the button up shirt, very country club atmosphere, atmosphere where it doesn't always have to be that way. He, he kind of talks in all these general terms about Golf needs to change. The attitude around golf needs to change. But he doesn't really put forth any ways in which 
golf needs to change. Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was, but he was asked about, uh, he had a tag on his shoes. I think this was like a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. The tag was an off white tag because that is a uh, virtual blows, uh, streetwear brand who he has collaborated with Nike a bunch. It wasn't like an official release or anything, but when he was asked about it and asked about it possibly being a rules violation, he responded by saying something like it's fashion. And that's kind of the large big picture issue I have with this article and kind of the things that he's saying is he's saying golf needs to change. Golf doesn't need to be as stuffy. It doesn't have to be this country club atmosphere, but he's not really giving any ways in which it can change. And I think that kind of goes back to the first article where it just doesn't seem like he's that interested in golf or changing golf. He just wants to have this idea of golf doesn't have to be this way, but I'm really only involved in golf when I'm making money off of it. Well, it's my, I, I believe it or not, I've read some of, some of those articles, um, some uh, excerpts from them and wasn't overly impressed to say the least um, from the perspective he's speaking from. He obviously didn't grow up playing at Edge Creek Golf Course like I did in Van Wert, Ohio, where there was no stuffiness. You had your cut-off jeans and you played in T-shirts and, you know, your your 3579 iron and three-wood driver and that was your set of golf clubs and you were glad you had it. Yeah. So that didn't exist. So obviously you're speaking from an ivory tower situation about your ivory tower that you're not thrilled with? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's so much of that. I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton about his history. I do know that he didn't, he didn't grow up in a private club or anything. He kind of grew up more on the public courses, but, but just, it just seems like he just doesn't care. But my question would be like, if you don't care, why are you doing this article and why are you calling out golf? If you kind of said at the beginning of the article, you don't really care about golf. Well, that's kind of across the board right now. And I've, I've been saying that for a long time, whether it's USGA, PGA, LPGA, NGF, all of the alphabet organizations, they're, they're trending toward growing the game and talking about, oh, we need to be inclusive and do all of this. But I've yet to see programs that make a dent in that um, yeah. because there's very very little that I've seen change. It's the only, in fact, the only positive that I've seen change is coming through the, the great golf depression. Uh, prior to that, golf courses really weren't interested in having kids on their property because they didn't need them. Now that's a little more open because they're open to ideas to getting people play on their golf course. So they're willing to listen at least um, so that is one of the good things that's happened, but I don't, I, and it's like from his perspective, I, I don't, I don't know what he could do. I mean, I can understand. I've never, even though golf's been my life, I've never considered myself a person that was in love with golf. It was just a part of my life and it's what I did. And I happened to be pretty good at it. And then I became knowledgeable because I was around it so much, but yeah, I don't, you know, in fact, Years ago, I used to joke is like when I got off the golf course, I changed my clothes because I didn't want to look like a golf pro walking through the mall yeah. because that's just I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. So I can I can relate on that 
side of it, but at the same time, with the position he has in golf, I would prefer to hear something about, hey, here's something I'm doing yeah. to to have an impact yeah. instead of just like, I don't need any more friends. And, and that's kind of an odd thing to say. It's like, I don't think there's a lot of people on the tour, at least knocking on his door saying, please be my friend. Yeah. Well, he, he makes a big deal about how until recently he claims he didn't even have Tiger's number. He doesn't have Rory's number saved. It's like, that's fine. If that's like, I just, I don't get that. Like you said, I don't know why you put that forward. It well, just, I mean, it, I mean, you look at other sports. Do you think those guys have each other's cell numbers? Yeah. I, I don't really think, uh, you know, and yes, golf is more intimate. Yeah. I understand that it, it's more relational. You're, you're actually there with someone three and four hours yeah. the entire day. But you know, even then that's your job. You're not talking about, Hey, you know, here's the picnic we're going on next weekend. It's not what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want to spend too much time talking about this this article specifically. It just, I just kind of wanted to use it as a springboard, just kind of with my experience recently. And I mean, I mean, you know that I, even though I played golf in high school, it's like I, in the past eight years, I've probably played less than a dozen rounds of golf. Even though throughout that time, I have been around golf, if not as what I'm working in or just being around you and helping you with some stuff. It's just kind of looking at the landscape of what golf is right now and really kind of looking at it from a different perspective and kind of going out of my way to see, okay, who, who's actually trying to do things differently? Who's trying to make more golf, more inclusive, who's trying to kind of do the things that he's talking about in the article, the things that he's just bringing up. And when I looked around and realized that there are a ton of people doing, actually doing things that whether it's, they're actively trying to get juniors involved with golf or making golf more inclusive, or just they're having fun with golf in their own way and whether that's through a, a brand, a publication, or an, another podcast or something, there are a ton of people doing stuff. And that kind of got me excited about golf That in a way that right. I don't know if I've ever been excited about golf. Because right. I, I've always liked golf, but it's just kind of, it's, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, uh, talking about yesterday, Sunday, I didn't think that I would actually sit down and intentionally watch the last round of the Honda Classic. There was football on with the XFL. There was college basketball on. And I think there was even NBA on. I, if you would have told me two weeks ago that I would have actually sat down and chosen golf over all of those things, I wouldn't have believed you just because it's just not something that I've been that into. But this kind of looking around I've done has made me want to get, if not sitting down and watching the PGA every weekend, just involved in golf in some way. And yesterday was kind of my way of just seeing, okay, what's going on? Who's playing? I don't know any of these people, but let me just kind of stick a foot in the water and see how that feels. And yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of why we're here now. Well, and you know, I, I think getting back to that article and, and what you're talking about, what's happening in golf and what's out there. And there, yes, there's a lot of people doing things. I think historically an issue has been everyone's always looked for the, to the tour player yeah. to take a leadership role. And I don't think they're identifying that's that person's job. Yeah. Um, they're, they're working very hard to make a living and yeah, they make a pretty good living if they're successful. And I think it's almost as if, the golf community thinks they owe them something 
I mean, the, the players, you know, the grassroots looks at those guys and, and those women and say, hey, you owe us. And no, they don't. They yeah. really don't. Um, in, in fact, I, I think it's that's created an issue where a lot of things don't get done because we're sitting around waiting for someone to do something. It's just like you read that article. They're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, they don't see it as their job. Yeah. Um, they have families. Um, they have a life. Um, so I, I think that's that's a big problem, that connection to the tour and tour players and the whole celebrity issue. Yeah. When, you know, the, the nine-year-old kid in the neighborhood, um, he doesn't care whether you're, you know, Jack Nicholas or Caleb Eberly, yeah. if you're there to spend time with him and help him and let him have fun. Well, I, I think that you, you bring that up and that golf is, is their job. It's like NBA players, it's their job too. But I think the difference is just it's the sport itself because I can go shoot hoops anywhere. I can go play pickup game. It's not in any way comparable to professional basketball, college basketball, or even most high school basketball. It's just a bunch of guys or girls playing basketball and probably fouling each other a little too much and stuff. But I can go on a golf course and there's really not that big of a difference between what the professionals in golf are doing and what I'm doing. Right. It's obviously the courses are at a different level. It's a different distance and stuff like that, but it's the same game. Whereas I would never try to compare a pickup game of basketball at the Y to the NBA. It's a completely different game because I'm not playing against any NBA players at the Y. Although I did play against a Jaguars player at a gym in Jacksonville once. I'm pretty sure that's a football player, though. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was about the same size, is what I'm trying to say. But it's just, it's, it's, golf is just such a different sport. It's just, and it's like, you don't even have to, you, there's even that, that kind of step between of like, going to the course, it's like, I can just last night I went out in the front yard and I was just chipping across the sidewalk back and forth. It's like, I can go to the park and do that from tree to tree if I wanted to. And that's, that's also golf, but it's just a different form of it. Actually going out to the course is kind of that step between playing in your yard and the PGA tour, but it's so, I don't know, just, I'm, I'm looking for the word here and I'm searching. It's just, it's just so different. Well, it is. And it's, you know, I've always joked because I always loved basketball and played a lot of basketball until my knees were gone that um, I could go out and play golf with a tour player um, and I'd never have to worry about him blocking my shot. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a complete different situation there. It's like, yeah, it's like I I played at a pretty high level for a long time. uh, But you know what? I, I loved playing with guys who are 12 and 15 handicappers because it was golf. And it's just, and I knew a lot of better players that I played with wouldn't do that. And it came back to that kind of, I think what he was talking about in his article, that snobbish thing of golf tends to breed that because of its history. Yeah. There is a negative history in golf. And I think uh, unless you take a really hard look at that, I don't think you get a right perspective of where it's at today and what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I kind of came across a little bit too critical of the things he was saying in the article. I mean, if he just, if he just wants to say these things and not do anything, that's totally fine. No one's, no one's saying you have to go out and do something. If, if he doesn't want to be that person, then that's totally fine. I just wish there was a little bit more behind it, but 
There's not. That's fine. Well, I, I think across the board, whether it's golf or whether it's professional athletes or successful business people, I think we live in a culture where, yes, something's expected of you. If you've, if, if you've been a success, I think there should be an expectation that you should be doing something in your community, yeah. that you should be reaching out and helping and doing what you can do, because I'm pretty sure someone helped you somewhere. Yeah. So that's, I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So golf is staying in the state of Florida. And by golf, I mean the PGA Tour, Arnold Palmer Invitational this week, um, formerly known as Bay Hill. How many, how many times did we go to Bay Hill? We've been to Bay Hill a lot. Yeah, well, for several years, um, I helped with their, I think they did on Wednesdays, their afternoon junior program, mm-hmm. uh, where they would have one of the guys, I think for, for years it was Brad Faxton and then um, Corey Pavin and Rocco Mediate. Yeah, I remember last year I had it, it was Rocco Mediate helped and... Um, Rocco forgot that he was talking to 12 year old kids and had potty <laughs> mouth and somebody had to take the microphone away from him. But yeah, it's like we were there, uh, quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can, I can remember, I don't, geez, I don't remember how long ago that was. Um, I was actually thinking about going this week, but probably just going to wait until next week when the, uh, players is up a little bit you closer re- to me. You remember because of the free hot dogs I they gave everyone. I definitely remember the free hot dogs. That's about <laughs> all I remember. And I remember a golf ball coming very close to a cart path we were walking on at one point. So we are going to make a pick for the week. This is for an I can't talk entertainment purposes only. We are not putting any actual money on that. We do not condone gambling. I don't know why I said we do not can go. I'm not sure. It's like, (laughs) I I think I was going through like a legal thing in my head. And then I realized (laughs) I don't have to do any of that. This is just a podcast. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was, I was thinking of my, uh, any kind of like social media giveaways when you have to put that thing at the end of it. Right. Even though I don't think you actually have to, but I have that memorized. So that just kind of went on auto. I mean, really, if someone's seriously gambling and using our picks, they're in trouble. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's very bad investment. You can just go ahead and burn your money. Um, so who's your pick? My pick for this week at uh, Mr. Palmer's Golf Course is Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Ooh. I don't know if anyone's heard of him before, but I'm trying uh, to, he's a pretty good player. I'm trying to find what the odds on. Okay, plus 2,500. So you you stayed in the, he is the, he's tied for fifth best odds overall. I am going to go way, way, way down the board, and I'm going to go with Zach Johnson. What, to make the cut or to win? To win. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really know why. I honestly just kind of looked towards the bottom of the list and picked the first name that I knew. And well, Zach's an Orlando guy. Yeah. So yeah, originally, I believe, from Iowa. I don't know why I know that. I have no idea. I do have a laptop in front of me, and I could look it up, but I feel like it's not that interesting. So I'm just going to keep talking while I tell you that he is from Georgia. Georgia, really? Oh, wait, no, he lives in Georgia. No, he's from Iowa. Messing with me. (laughs) I read the first state that I saw. So you are locking in Patrick Reed at plus 2,500, and I have Zach Johnson at plus 20,000. Wow. So I... You got a buck? Yeah. Make $200 on a buck. So... Those are our picks for the week. We will be back next Tuesday, and I will let you know that I made a terrible decision in putting no money on Zach Johnson because he actually won the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and I'm struggling with words. So it's a good it's a good that. time to go ahead and say goodbye. Um, 
for more information about Eek Golf, you can go to eek.golf. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next Tuesday afternoon, probably. And thanks for listening.